Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm Josh. I'm Jimmy. And we are so happy to have Dr. John Trent. John, how are you doing? Thank you for being on the show. Hey, I am doing great. It's an honor to get to be with you all. John is the president of the Center of Strong Families, and he is the Gary Chapman Chair of Marriage and Family at Moody Theological Seminary. Kind of tell us about your position and what you do there at Moody. Well, it's one of those things where it's kind of the longest title in the world. You know, the the, the real title is the Gary D. Chapman Chair of Marriage and Family Therapy and Ministry at Moody Theological Seminary. I mean, wow. That's, that's, that's mouthful. That's the entire card. You can't even put the... I was not impressed until you just listed all that out. Now I definitely <laughs> am. No, so it's like, it's like the world's longest title, but it's the world's best job, you know, <laughs> because you get to basically be a voice for marriage and family all over the country. And uh, it has been absolutely awesome. Uh, Get to work with, I got to start off working with a guy named Gary Smalley, uh, who just passed away. Uh, But, uh, and now to get to work with Gary uh, Chapman, who's a great guy uh, as well. Five Love Languages is what he wrote uh, that is only an 11 million seller, still number one in the bestseller. Last week was number one in the self-help bestseller list, New York Times. Um, So what a, you know, what a great honor to get to uh, get to work with uh, with Gary and uh, be a voice for marriage and family all over the country, including doing cool things like this. Exactly. Absolutely. And yeah, you mentioned Gary Smalley. He just passed away this past March. Um, If I counted correctly you wrote over 10 books with him is that correct yeah you know we were uh just uh, great he was a you know tremendous friend it was kind of like getting to work with uh you know somebody that was just 100 percent in love with life and and uh the lord and wanted to help people and hilarious and and uh so other than he was always late and uh, you know, <laughs> he had a few really irritating habits like that. The, but then you'd love him so much, you just you kind of put up with it. And uh, but no, he was just you know again, what a what a great opportunity to get to spend a decade with Gary. And then he moved to Branson, Missouri, uh, which is I mean, it's a great place if you if you like country music and chiggers, it is a great place. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but uh, I'm from Arizona and. And so we ended up staying here. My mom was sick. My dad was dying and I just couldn't leave. So I thought I'd work with Gary forever, frankly. Um, But when he moved to Branson, uh, we had that's where we formally quit working together, but never stopped being great friends. It was the chiggers. That's what it was. I was afraid of those. (laughs) (laughs) Now, would you consider Gary a, a mentor per se? Well, you know, he was 15 years older uh, but uh, so I guess in a, in a sense, yes, but I was already, um, I'd written, you know, uh, 
already, I was doing seminars, and then I was a family pastor at the church that he came to. So okay. really, we just were kind of best friends. For about yep. a year, I supervised him. Uh, he was like, uh, uh, you know, he didn't really have any uh, roots. He had just moved to Arizona. And okay. so I spent a year going to his conferences and encouraging him. And so it was really more just kind of friend to friend, shoulder Friendship. to shoulder. But that, that doesn't mean I was anywhere near uh, Gary is probably the best speaker. Um, I we'd be working on a book and I couldn't stay in the same room he was in, even though I might've heard the message 50 times. I would, I, I couldn't write. If I heard his voice, I couldn't write. He was that compelling of a speaker. Wow. So, um, so, you know, I never really tried to compete with him because like, how do you, uh, you know, it, it'd be like trying to, you know, being on the same team with Peyton Manning. There's only one Peyton Manning. So, so when you say, you know, the best speaker, I'm not sure. Have you ever heard me speak? <laughs> I don't well, know if you've ever. You know, that I, you might have to qualify that. that. Yeah, I should have put it that way. I okay. All right. <laughs> Good. So, an incredible friendship with Gary. Speak to that just for a second. What that type of friendship meant to you, whether it was accountability, whether it was ministering together, just that type of community within the context of the Christian faith. Well, you know, it's very interesting you say that. Nobody, by the way, um, I got interviewed a bunch when Gary passed away, just with several people that, you know, would call, but nobody ever really asked what it was like to work with Gary. They just wanted, you know, just some thoughts. Um, there is a fantastic book called Bandersnatch. Now, Bandersnatch is a mythical creature that C.S. Lewis created in one of his books. And um, But what it is, it's the story of these writers called the Inklings. Have you ever heard of them? The Inklings were J.R.R. Tolkien, the Lord of the Rings yeah, guy, C.S. Yeah, yeah. Lewis, the Chronicles of Narnia guy, and then um, six other uh, Inklings that were all famous writers, MacDonald and a bunch of people that were just, you know, phenomenal writers. And what they would do is they would hang out together, do life together, read each other's stuff. They were unbelievably encouraging, um, praised each other like crazy, but they would also were really good critics, you know, able to say, well, you know, that's really great, but and um, they made each other better writers. And so that's what the book Bandersnatch is about. And that's really what I think with Gary and I, um, uh, you know, we'd, we'd storyboard out a book together and then I'd start writing and I'd hand him a chapter. You know, he'd, you know, he would, we'd go back and forth. You know, he, he was, he had a great saying, you know, I'd throw out an idea for a chapter or a section and he'd go, well, that's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love it. Left it right there. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you. You know, Josh. I bet when your dad says something. I mean, you just know what I mean. When yeah, you know, absolutely. He wouldn't, he wouldn't say that's the stupidest idea I ever heard. That's an he idea. Would, he would just go, "Well, that's an idea." So then I knew I had to rewrite it. <laughs> uh, so I think great. we really made each other better. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things where you're kind of working with your best friend. You're both otters. Um, I created this thing a long time ago on personalities with lions and otters and golden retrievers and beavers uh, before I met Gary, actually. And so Gary was 100 percent otter, meaning he was just fun, loving, enthusiastic. And so, again, um, you know, the Inklings had six of them working on book projects. Gary and I collaborated on 10 books together, and it was 
uh, writing is arduous, as you know, uh, but it was absolutely a joy getting it to do with do it with somebody like that. So absolutely. And since you mentioned it, we were going to ask here in just a second, but about your personality test, kind of tell us a little bit about that and then explain why it's important to understand oneself or one's personality specifically within the context of marriage. Well, I think, you know, for a lot of us guys in particular, you know, it doesn't come with an instruction manual. Uh, I can remember giving up after almost 50 minutes of trying to get the car seat buckled in the car when Cindy and I were bringing Carrie, our oldest daughter, home from the hospital. And I finally just gave up, gave up and went back in and got a nurse to come. And I mean, it's like, you know, I can, and then I, I'm driving home with this kid and thinking, I can't even buckle a car seat and they're giving me a kid, you know? Well, I felt the same way. Uh, you know, I grew up in a single parent home. My mom and dad divorced when I was two and a half months old. I never met my dad till I was in high school. When I did meet him as an angry alcoholic and I used to hate my dad. Uh, and, and, and then I became a Christian and I, I just intensely disliked him. Um, but, uh, and finally was able to forgive him and, and really move forward. Cause if you don't forgive him, you end up being just like him, which yeah. is what I was doing. So, um, so long story short is, you know, a lot of us don't really get, well, what's a great relationship look like? My mom never remarried. I never saw it up close on in personal, but one of the great things you can do to get is become a student of that person that you want to bless and encourage and step towards, not away. And so, um, when I was in my doctoral program at North Texas, we had a course in parametric testing. Now, both of you guys, you know, I'm sure had, uh, with your clinical backgrounds, you know, had a class like that. And so we had to come up with our own instrument. So I thought, you know, um, th there's, you know, people resist labels, driver, amiable, and there's all these different personality things out there that can kind of help you get a picture of things. But I thought, you know, I'm going to use uh, a metaphor. And so I picked lion, otter, duck, and beaver. And so I did this four factor personality test where, you know, the lions are take charge, charge up the hill, uh, kind of people. Um, uh, Jim was, was, was Josh, uh, did Josh let you live at home or was he more sensitive and caring and compassionate? Uh, he let me live at home. <laughs> okay. so he's, strong lion. Yeah. he's got some lion, you know, mm -hmm. lions kind of the, even when they're in the twos, you know, they're, they're, they're just take charge. You no, know? that's my daughter, my oldest. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. And then the otters of the parties waiting to happen, fun, loving, enthusiastic. And then now I mentioned ducks, you know, well, um, you know, uh, and, and then, the last one was beaver and beaver is there. That's my twin brother. They're organized, detailed, precise. Jeff's a cancer surgeon. Um, I mean, you, you don't want to go to an otter cancer surgeon. You want to go to a beaver. That's detailed <laughs> and organized. Um, but when I first teamed up with Gary Smalley, so I would teach this across the country. I'd do lion, otter, duck, and beaver. And what I didn't really realize is nobody wanted to be a duck. <laughs> <laughs> at a conference that I did and he comes up to me and he goes, John, I got to tell you, I hate to tell you this, but we got to lose the duck. Lose the duck. He had a, Gary had a golden retreat at home. 
And he goes, how about a golden retriever? So I switched it to golden retriever, lion, otter, golden retriever. They're the sensitive, caring. I mean, ducks oh, are much great. better than a duck. Oh, d- ducks make the <laughs> life. They, if one of them gets hurt, another one comes down to see how they're doing. They're great parents, but nobody wanted to be a duck. So I switched it to golden retriever and everybody wanted to be a golden retriever. So, <laughs> so that's, that's how that whole thing came about was, uh, um, you know, and now we've got a new instrument coming out with it online and just a lot of fun things getting to use that all over the country. I think when a lot of people, when they hear about um, you and Smalley's collaboration, they think of the blessing. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how the blessing came to be. Well, you know, again, it's almost like you guys do prep before you do an interview, which is shocking, you know. Uh, so because really and truly that book, The Blessing, is at the heart of everything that I did. I mean, I mentioned to you, I grew up in a single parent home, never met my dad until, you know, when I did, you know, he, it was just a, he was, God bless him. He was an old third Marine division guy that was trying to, still trying all those years later to drink away all the horror of being in the Pacific and World War II and just could Mm -hmm. never do it. So he hated God and man and the Japanese till the day he died. And, and, um, and in that order. Yeah. And, uh, and basically it was when I was uh, at B.B. Owen Memorial Hospital, I was an intern in Dallas. I had the great honor of being the first intern for two psychiatrists, one named Dr. Paul uh, Meyer, another named Dr. Frank Minereth. And um, this is before the Minereth Meyer Clinic. They were, just, they were just out of Arkansas Medical School. And I'll never forget um, what, my first day on the job there. And I sat down for four hours and listened to this senior in college who had tried to take his life. And the reason why is, man, I'm not making this up. He had just got his first B as in boy, not D as in dog. Hmm. And he knew if he went home, dad was straight A's. He had, Hmm. here he's a senior in college. It's in a non-major PE course. He got sick, missed several classes. The lady wouldn't let him make it up. Uh, and um, to get it. And so he ends up with a B and tries to take his life. And as I was sitting there for four hours, I remember going home that night and um, reading Genesis 27. And there were these two twins, Jacob and Esau. And I always loved that story in the Bible because I'm a twin and my mom always liked Jeff best. And um, but but here's Jacob and Esau, these two twins and one of them gets the blessing and one of them doesn't. And the one who doesn't was named Esau. And it says in Genesis 27, when he heard the words of his father, um, that he would never get the blessing. He'd never get his dad's blessing. It said he lifted up his voice and wept and said, do you have only one blessing? Bless me, even me also, oh, my father. And um, as I was reading the two, so juxtapose those two things. This kid sitting there, you know, and he he tries to take his life because he because he knows he's never going to measure up, and he's missed forever something from his dad. And then here's Esau that misses the blessing, and all of a sudden I had a name for it was the blessing. Hmm. So I began to study that. That was my ended up being my doctoral dissertation. I couldn't call oh, it wow. that because it was. Uh, it was um, a secular school, but I looked at the five things that were a part of the blessing, and and then that became the uh, first book, really, that Gary and I did together, 
called the blessing and I get the privilege of going all over the country and world and doing a ton with the military uh, all over the uh, planet and uh, you know get to teach people hey there's some very simple things you can do to convey this incredibly powerful gift of the blessing to the people in your life that's kind of what how we came up with the whole uh, the whole uh, thing of the blessing was it was my doctoral dissertation wow. that we put into real people language. And uh, that's that's how that whole thing happened. And before we let you go real quickly, tell us about strong families. Well, um, what strong families is, is every book. So it starts with the blessing. Well, then people needed to know, well, how do you bless someone? Uh, you know, well, you use your words. That was a book that Gary and I did called The Language of Love. And then, well, to really bless them, you need to understand who are you? Well, that's the two sides of love. And then, well, what happened if you didn't get the blessing? Well, that's a book um, uh, we did called Choosing to Live the Blessing. And so what I'm getting at is what Strong Families does is it takes that core message. And for the last uh, 30 years, now my daughter helps out, Carrie, who um, just is unbelievable and uh, really went through some challenges and and um, has just seen the Lord do so many great things in her life. And then I have a guy named uh, Dr. Tony Wheeler, who runs the Institute for the Blessing in uh, Wichita, Kansas. And so the three of us team up and get to do some great things, again, helping people understand how to bless others and build strong relationships. Hmm. Guys, uh, if you want more information about Dr. Trent, go to strongfamilies.com. You can also find him at theblessing.com, and then you can find him on Twitter at at Dr. John Trent. John, thank you so very, very much. We'll have to do this again. Hey, I'd be honored. Lord bless you guys. Look forward to getting to Austin someday. Absolutely. I mean, when you're coming, there's Mexican food with your name on it, and don't even think margaritas would be involved because they would not be involved (laughs) in any way. John, thank you. All right. Thanks a lot. What a great guy. Absolutely. I loved how everything basically from his dissertation on has been connected. They've all kind of woven together. He's not finding, you know, just random topics to address, but that he and Smalley were intentional basically with every building upon this idea of the blessing and answering questions that the blessing brings up. If you've not read the blessing yet, Really, really would encourage you to do that. And also one that we didn't get to, one of my favorite Smalley Trent books is Love is a Decision. It's a decision. And that's one that I always recommend to premarital couples. Everyone. That it's uh, not a feeling. Yep. It's not an emotion. Your love is a decision. It's a commitment that you make. So if you want more information about the show, uh, also more information about John, and we also include uh, show notes um, on our website, paradoxpodcast.com. So go check that out. Any book that we referenced, um, Moody Theological, I mean, really any reference, we will link um, to their website from ours. So go check it out. You can also find the show on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It is Docs Podcast. You can find me at those three platforms, at Josh. No, it's at Doc Josh Myers. Facebook is Dr. Jimmy Myers. And on Twitter and Instagram, it's at J Myers fam. Guys, take we care. appreciate you guys listening and we appreciate your reviews uh, and passing along the show. The growth has been kind of cool over the first month. Absolutely. Take care. 
Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. and researched by Dr. Jimmy and Dr. Josh Myers. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescarr.com. If you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. I was just a good kid, so you never really looked my way. Correct. You've been quoted in saying I could have been running a prostitution ring out of our basement. I said a brothel. And you and you would have thought I'd been running Sunday school classes. <laughs> yes. Uh, a women's Bible study. But yes, <laughs> because it was sort of one of those things where you had earned yeah, exactly. that kind of trust. Yeah.